Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back. All right, I am going to talk about my specialty this week, and I'm going to make it relevant for everybody who doesn't do specialties, Um, but I thought it was sort of interesting to go through sort of the week, um, everything from lessons learned to things I'd work on, things I'd change, things I did right, (laughs) and things to savor. And I think this really has relevance for anyone who goes to what is considered for them to be a big event. And a big event could be the first time your dog comes back after a long rehab, or a big event could be a national that you qualified to go to, or in my case, my national specialty. So if you don't know or can't tell by the podcast picture, I have Bernie's Mountain Dogs. I currently have three, and my national specialty has always been a really big week for me. The first one I attended was 2010, and I was overwhelmed. I couldn't even believe that I mean, there were things to buy with Bernie's Mountain Dogs on them. Like, this is how green I was, right? So, and now fast forward to 2021, you know, we took 2020 off like everybody, and um, it just was really great to be back. So I kind of have a, I don't know, a mishmash of a list here to go through, and it's kind of a little bit like a little combination of frequently asked questions, um, kind of a a little bit of just kind of uh, meanderings, I guess, and uh, good memories from the week and just things I want to share. So one of the first things that, of course, stands out in any big week is the danger of comparing. Um, I think this is true, again, for any big event, whether you're, again, back from rehab or go to your national and, you know, and people, you know, on social media are posting pictures of their loot or their winnings or like how great they did or whatever. And it's so easy to compare um, not only how you do, but how you feel. Like, I I feel like a lot of things that can happen at big events is you have a great run or you're really happy with your performance and you're really proud of your dog and you're really proud of everything that you just did until you go on Facebook, Um, right? And you start seeing like what somebody else did. And all of a sudden, that feeling of joy that you had goes away. And I did not too long ago write a blog post on this and it's comparison is a thief of joy. And it's... um, it's, it's a quote. It's not even my saying. Like, I did not invent this. Um, and it's Roosevelt, right? And once again, saying that, like, when you start comparing yourself to other people's journey, how quickly your joy can be stolen from you, right? So I think that, of course, one of the things that we're always doing, you know, in competition, competition is by nature comparison. Someone has to do better. Someone has to do less better. Um, The good news in dog sports is a lot of people can cue and you can compete with yourself 
Um, or you can just be happy with your green cue ribbon or your passing ribbon and not have to worry about placement. So that is the good thing about dog sports. Yet when we get to big events, it's often we're comparing ourselves to others. We're comparing ourselves to our expectations. And that probably is the most dangerous, right? We come in with certain expectations and we fall short of those expectations for a million different reasons. And all of a sudden, a run that was actually pretty good, we're feeling pretty crappy about because of comparison. So I'm going to put that blog post in the show notes so that you can go read all about it. But it is, you know, always just a great reminder of when you are headed to a show to kind of do a mental reset, even in the car as you're going, of like, what does success look like for you? Like, are you going to be happy if blah, blah, blah? And, you know, the happy if doesn't mean I do better than Suzy Q, right? Or somebody else, right? It has to be your own goals, preferably process goals, and um, set up what success looks like for you. So when I look at what does success look like for me and what are realistic outcomes for the particular dogs I was taking, I absolutely met all of those expectations. You know, I had a long shot, um, you know, out there, a long shot goal, of course, a a super, super stretch goal, um, which with trip, which I did not make. um, But my goals with Moxie were fantastic and exceeded my expectations. And even my goals for Indy were kind of uh, switched around as, as I'll get into, right? I did better in some ways and, and not as well as I'd hoped in others. But the point is, is make sure that you are very aware of the trap of comparison. Okay. So that would be kind of my lesson one. Um, my, uh, another thing that I've talked about in the membership is I talked about packing organization. And I know this sounds like a leap. I told you in advance, this is just kind of a mishmash of topics all related to my specialty. Um, I was really happy with my packing and my organization. I wore all of my clothes. (laughs) You know, I had like a a sweatshirt or a pair of sweatpants left over a pair. Actually, what was left over is my snow pants and uh, a a thin sweatshirt and my extra rain pants. So, and actually my hiking pants were my rain pants um, because I did not get to go for a hike and we'll talk about why in a second. But um, I actually packed really well. I was organized well. You know, I did the drive slightly differently this time. And so I actually, on the first day, both going and coming back, I did like a shorter six hour, which for me is short on these trips. I know I'm insane, Um, but for me is short on these trips. And, you know, I packed separate bags, separate food for them. I fed the dogs um, from the car breakfast and dinner, which normally I would take that into the hotel. And by doing it in the van, it was so much easier. So that was a a new addition. I used bins as suitcases and that worked really well. Um, I brought a ginormous um, laundry bag. And so all the dirty clothes went into that. And while that sounds like a small thing, not having to stuff them back into a suitcase or a bin on the way back um, made a big difference. And of course, that just went straight to the laundry room. And 12 um, loads later, I think I'm almost done. Um, But anyway, I think I did a good job with that. I had a good job with my food. Um, 
organizing that, eating healthy. I wasn't eating a bunch of crap. I I think I only bought popcorn once at a truck stop and that was it. No truck stop purchases. Had my own tea and hot beverages and protein drinks and all that kind of stuff. So that I'm putting in the win category. And the dogs, I had enough food for the dogs. I calculated right. Like all of that went really well. So I'm putting that in the celebration category because sometimes that's tricky. And I actually took a little extra half day on the way back, getting back. So that could have gone wrong. And it didn't. It went great. So yay for me. Um, the uh, Let's see. What else went right? Um my, you know, people often ask me, like, I can't believe you drive by yourself. Like, are you caravanning with anyone? Is anyone driving with you? Blah, blah, blah. This is at least, well, this is my 11th specialty. And some have been closer to home than others. But it has included, this is my second time to Colorado. I've done three West Coast trips. Uh, There's been, let's see, a couple trips to Minnesota and Wisconsin. And then a couple of Virginia and Pennsylvania's in there. And I will tell you that driving long distances, it's all in the preparation. I did have a really great friend try to um, scare me into gun ownership. <laughs> and uh, I know that person's listening. And so we'll chuckle, but um, I did not have time to do that. <laughs> and I think probably what I would do differently is, yes, have some personal mace or something like that. But, you know, you just get really smart about being aware of your surroundings, where you stop for gas, where you stop for breaks, the hotels you stay in. I will say one thing I did differently on this trip and that I would suggest to everybody is I finally, I don't know what took me so long, downloaded or re-downloaded actually the Bring Fido app. And what I would do, I don't make hotel reservations ahead of time because I don't actually know how far I'll get when I drive. And um, and so what has happened in the past is that, you know, I get to a point where I get tired. I pull over at the next exit that has like several hotel choices. You know, those of us with dogs know that like, for instance, Motel 6 and a lot of quality inns and more and more Best Westerns are taking dogs. And so I would just like go to the front desk and I'd be like, do you take dogs? Wouldn't even call. I would just like show up on their doorstep. And this time with Bring Fido, the Bring Fido app, what I would do is I'd say like, okay, the next big city is this. I can make it there, you know, always pull over if you're tired, um, but I can make it there. And it would allow me to look at the reviews and see sort of what people were saying about them and what they looked like. And it would, I think I made better choices and was probably staying at safer places, right? Um, Because part of it is, is not just necessarily how nice the sheets are, which is of course a big thing when you're trying to like get a quick six hours of sleep, but also like the parking lot, since our cars are jammed full of things and it always looks like, you know, a thief's dream, right? To be like, ooh, I wonder what's in this, you know? And so I do take a towel or a coat and put it over like, my Yeti coolers and stuff like that or anything that looks like money, you know, that people can like look in the window, you know, park under a light, by the door, you know, some some of those common sense things. um, Because I think that, you know, when you travel, you know, those are some of the fears that come up for you, right? So those things all went really well. Um, And let's see, in terms of those of you who are curious, how far, how many hours do I drive? So I can easily, it's kind of scary, I can easily do 14 hours, I know, which is nuts. Um, But this time, I think what I did was like 6, 13-ish, and then 
another like eight, eight, nine kind of thing is kind of how it worked out. And this time too, when I wanted to take a longer break, get the dogs out at a rest stop, have a longer walk, walk around, you know, you just choose well. And my longer walks are always during the daytime right? So um, yeah, it worked out. It was great. It was, uh, like I said, uneventful travels. Like uh, the more boring, the better when it comes to like life on the road, right? So the more boring, the better. And it was perfectly boring. I did get an oil change before I left. I did put Rain-X in the uh, washer fluid for the bugs, though it was a little early for bug season. So um, yeah, it's just some little things that I have figured out that I do uh, when I travel. All right. All right. So I'm going to get into a few more things about the trial itself and uh, what I did and how I prepared uh, right after this quick break. Hey there, just a brief break so I can let you know about a product that I personally use for my dogs, Summit Joint Performance. I've been using it for about a year on my older dog, Indy, and then last fall I added my younger dogs as maintenance. Here's why I love it. It's a one ingredient. It's chondroitin 4-sulfate. That's it. It's clean, 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 and it's safe to use with whatever you're already using, whatever other supplements for joints or anything else that you're using. My personal experience has been that it slays inflammation. So if you are dealing with inflammation or even think you are, I think you're really going to love it. Finally, I one of the things that put me over the edge is I watched the horse people, which that's my background, or when I was a kid, and they had such great results with it, and that helped me really lean in, right? The Olympic level Grand Prix horses, you know, Grand Prix riders are all using it, and so it was one of the things that really sort of validated it for me before I started using it myself, and of course, came up with my own personal validations, right? So it's one of those things. I liked it so much that I wanted to sell it. <laughs> so I am a, a, um, a reseller of it and official reseller. And so the link is in my show notes or you can PM me at the Q Coach on Instagram and Facebook and I will get you started with Summit. I really like it. Give it a try. All right, so let's talk about the week. So my week, my specialty is jammed packed. Um, Burners do all the things at their specialty, and I participated in herding, obedience, rally, and agility. And herding was first on Sunday, and I only entered Moxie in one class. She had one shot to get the cue, and I'm happy to say that she did. So that is something that went well. I also, she was in obedience, rally, and agility as well, and she cued in each of those events. So that was really fun for me. She um, exceeded my expectations here and there, but I also was really disappointed in her rally performance, and she has a lot of ring stress, and it really came out, and I don't know if she was stressed or because it was Thursday and it was her last event of the week and she did three rally classes, if she was just so over me, she couldn't even think straight. Like, I don't even know. Um, so um, happy in that she cued, disappointed in terms of our performance because I felt that based on our practice, that she is capable of doing better than that. So I come home with her with a little more work to do around ring nerves, and I need to come up with a plan so that our 
um, practice is the same as our performance when we walk into the ring. So that would be kind of an example of what went right, what needs work. Um, in terms of surprises with Moxie, I was really pleasantly surprised in how she did in herding. She hasn't seen sheep, like even laid eyes on sheep in like a couple years. And, and actually... Yeah, a couple years and it was not good. Like at our, uh, the last time at our 20, it was our 2018 specialty that she saw sheep. So gosh, three years and it was a debacle. So I am so excited and that was a super surprise to the extent that it makes me actually want to go out and do some herding lessons with her instead of just throwing her at the sheep like every so often. So that would be my surprise with her. Um, in terms of trip, what went right, what went, what needs work or surprises. Um, Trippy almost cute in agility. He still needs work. He's been on a hiatus. He had an injury that he's coming back from. And so he just needs time. He needs, he needs to walk in that ring about a hundred times. So um, in horses, the terms we would use is he just needs miles, right? Which is just a way to say he needs experience. So kind of what I would do with him is just enter every trial that I can enter with him and just get him to the line. Uh, he w- exceeded my expectations in both obedience and rally. He beat his sister when they went head to head by several points. So, um, and he got, of course, the fan favorite for his recall in obedience when he came to me, jumped up in the air and sort of sat next to me. So thankfully the photographer got that and I will be buying those photos. <laughs> and then in terms of Indy, um, she um, participated in confirmation. She walked into the ring three times, once with me, twice with her handler. You can guess which were more successful. I was super happy that uh, with her handler, Casey, she got ribbons each time. And um, she went in scent work with me on Friday. And I will say I was so bummed out. I mean, I walked into that scent work trial thinking, we are prepared, we are ready. She already has her nose work one title with this other organization. This is supposed to be a little easier and that the scent is stronger in AKC trials. I was excited and she cued one out of four times. So I was super bummed out in terms of... um, comparison (laughs) to my own expectations. Uh, But in that one class, she did get a piece of it. She got fourth. So that was good. But I definitely came home and I was like, you know, could not say enough words to my instructor about what we needed to work on. And uh, things that happened and things I wasn't prepared for. One was a handler mistake. Not that I called the wrong thing, but um, just how it was set up. I could have fixed it. So just different things like that. That would be in the category of needs work. And surprises for Indy is just, you know, the, the confirmation is always a bonus because she's in the 9 to 11 class now. And that's a whole different sort of uh, competition. So that would be for all three dogs, what went right, what needs work, and surprises. Um, Of course, the surprise also for Moxie was that she was high in trial for agility. And my very happy meets expectations for her was that she was also a triathlete, which is a grassroots award that um, a friend of mine put together for dogs who cue in at least three different venues. And so Moxie cued in four. So I was super excited about that, right? So, okay, so let's move on to 
how to adapt and how to exercise our resilience. So we had some opportunities for that this week as well. So on um, two, no, Monday, I'm getting my days disorganized. On Monday, Monday was agility. And we were up in Estes Park in the mountains. So I guess really the town of Estes in the mountains. And there was a snowstorm forecasted, you know, and typical of a spring snow, it was anywhere from one to 12 inches. (laughs) And so now normally I, that would not concern me. However, I drive a rear wheel drive dog van that when it's even sees snow, it just can't even move. I have literally gotten that van stuck in an inch of snow, not making that up, not exaggerating, um, and was so frustrated. So we were kind of panicking on Sunday night. We were like, should, you know, the group of us, should we drive down? Should we get a, another hotel room down in ta- down the mountain? Because our agility trial was an hour away down the mountain. And then, okay, the forecast kept changing. So it looked like we would get down in the morning, okay. But were we going to get back up in the afternoon? Should we pack clothes, pack a bag, expect to stay down, da, 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 da. So in terms of adaptability, I would say that that was really a, a thing that threw a lot of people. And did we need to pack a bag? And what should we do? And in the end, we left early. We caravaned. Uh, I think there were six six big big vans going down the mountain all in a row in the snow and the roads were warm enough that nothing was sticking yet and then we got back up um, early enough because the trial ended early enough that we were fine it did continue to snow but everybody was kind of back at home base or base camp as the theme was and so everybody was fine but I think that you know, in any specialty, you have to be willing to adapt and within adapting, not throw your rituals or the things that you need or the things that are important completely out the window. And so I think that was an example of us all being very resilient and being able to adapt to that. And once we got to the trial, we had like our, you know, trial game phases on and we were able to adapt and really able to focus on what we needed to do i.e. run our dogs and be connected without sort of pre-worrying about the weather, right? And about like later in the day. Like, you know, you get there, your first run's at 9 a.m., you cannot control what is going to happen to the weather at 2 p.m., right? You've got to just do what's in front of you. So staying in the present moment, controlling the controllables, and kind of letting everything else go, and just dealing with the next most important thing. So... That would be um, kind of the the one thing in terms of adaptability. And then, of course, as I talked about uh, from resilience, you know, having Indy not do as well in scent work, but still having more runs to go, you know, needing to bounce back, refocus, recommit to our goals and reconnect for the next runs. Right. So that was re- that was another area. All right. Um, I mentioned this, but I think the one thing that was really important that I've gotten a whole lot better at over the years, and you know, if you've listened to me at all, you know that I preach about holding on to your rituals. So some of my morning rituals include, you know, getting to the trial at a certain time so that I can walk each dog, make sure that they not only walk to potty walk, but I mean, walk to loosen up and to kind of get the kicks out and kind of have, you know, because 
when you're at a big event, especially a long event, like a, a multi-day cluster or, you know, a big regional that or national that takes place over multiple days, you know, your dogs are on leash for, I mean, my dogs are basically on leash for 12 days. And, you know, normally they have a nice big yard they get to run in, they get to kind of, you know, buck and do some things and they really didn't have that. So morning walks became a lot more important. Um, the other thing I was really good about is what I ate I tried to eat something green every day. I made sure I got to sleep early instead of, you know, staying out at the fire pit till all hours. Um, And uh, I did let myself celebrate a little bit too much, maybe on the last day. (laughs) Um, But that's what Advil's for. So, um, but that was great. So hanging on to my rituals, I think that's super important. You know, I preach a lot about that. And um, that is actually one of the lessons for May's membership. So a little plug there. And, um, okay, so two last things. You know, one thing I always have on my list is to see something around the area. And it's so hard. It's like those of us who go have corporate jobs and you go to like a conference in some like gorgeous part of it and they're like, oh my God, how was blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't know. I only ever saw the inside of a conference room, (laughs) you know? Um, I think big events can be a little like that. You go to some great place and, you know, we've, AKC's had specialties in Tahoe and, you know, or all these beautiful places, or Reno rather, and um, just different great places all around the country. And it's really easy not to see anything. And I'm happy to report that, you know, like the year we went to Monterey, we made sure we went to the beach, you know. And this year, one of the things I had a day off actually on Tuesday, but that was the snow day. So I had hoped to take a hike and I wasn't able to do that. Uh, for a whole bunch of reasons and most of it being weather related and so when I got to the last day which was actually my Saturday before I came home I made sure to take the dogs for a walk around Lake Estes and we didn't go all the way around it because Indy can't really go all the way around it at this point and so we went kind of an out and back 15 minutes out 15 minutes back made them pose for pictures that they were very unhappy about posing for because they were pretty much done posing or listening to me at all at that point. And, um, you know, walking 300 pounds worth of dog is not the easiest thing I do all week. Um, but they were great. We got our walk in. I got to feel like I saw mountains and got to see the sights a little bit and just made time for that. So whether it's in your schedule or you go early or stay a day late or just make a detour, I strongly uh, recommend doing that, right? And I'm really proud that I stuck to it. It was on my list of things that I wanted to do before I left, and I did it. So that brings me to the last part of this, and that is the concept of savoring. I learned this from Lizzie LaRock, and you should listen to her podcast too. She runs the Life Feast podcast and also runs a great membership. But her concept of savoring is to really... Think about and be conscious about sort of reliving your event or your day or your week or a special moment, whatever it is. And in her case, she uses photos to help do that. She has a really great exercise about looking through your photo stream on your phone and really thinking about savoring, you know, what was the best moment? What was the thing you want to remember? Things like that. So for me, I really spent that time walking the dogs around the lake Um, thinking about the week and I took the dogs for one more walk around the grounds. Uh, We were fortunate enough most of our events were on site except for agility. So I literally walked them by herding and I was like, 
thought about the whole day of hurting, seeing people, meeting, you know, meeting up with friends I hadn't seen in years, great performances by my dogs, the kind words from the judge, um, the awards, everything, the whole thing. And then I walked by the obedience and rally building and I thought it through again and the confirmation buildings and things like that. And I really was happy that I took sort of a, um, a little savoring walk, a little memory walk. And I really let those days and those moments sink in. And I felt like more than maybe any other specialty, and thank you, Lizzie, um, more than any other specialty, I really did savor each day. And I really, I didn't just look at the ribbons and be like, great, you got a bunch of loot and ah, that's awesome. I really actually thought about the day and again, things that went right, things I want to work on, things that were surprises, things that were pleasant, um, thought about friends that I got to see, thought like the whole thing. So um, I would say that savoring really needs to be added to your big list, even if you have a quote, you know, not doesn't meet expectations sort of week. Um, there's still great things to savor and to take away. For me also, a part of savoring is, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but shopping. <laughs> and shopping doesn't require big budgets. I know that some of these big events can be expensive. And for many people, it is their vacation for the year. Um, but for me, I, you know, I went with some intention of something I wanted to buy. And um, when Moxie was high in trial for agility, I bought her a very fancy collar and leash, um, kind of almost a parade type, like, thing. Like, I don't know when else she's going to wear it, but I bought it for her and I bought it with the intention. And I used to do this in corporate too, of, um, it, that to me is tied mentally to her high in trial. And I wanted a way to remember it. Like when I say corporate back in corporate, if I would get a bonus, I wouldn't just pay bills or, you know, do something logical <laughs> with it. I would, even if I got myself a fancy pen or I bought myself a purse or, and it didn't have to be expensive. It just had to be something that when I look at that object, I'm going to remember that moment. So when I look at that collar and leash for Moxie, I'm going to remember that she was high in trial, where I bought it, how the show was, how the week was. And so I think some of savoring can be photos, can be mementos, can be the ribbons that you receive, but it also could be shopping. And even at the end of the week, there was a shirt. <laughs> There's a shirt I had my eye on from this vendor, very fancy, very like, you know, bougie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, don't, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then at the end of the week, I was like, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, you know, by the end of the show, of course, she was like show special, you know, end of show special, whatever. So it was like a little cheaper, but still expensive. And I wore it on Saturday. I bought it on Friday, wore it on Saturday, and that was part of savoring. So again, when I look at that shirt, I'm going to remember it was a great week. I had a great time. It will help, you know, something physical like that does help bring back those memories for you. So I would encourage that savoring and you finding a ritual or a practice around savoring really be part of your big event plan 
right? Build it in. You know, one of the things that I built in is I knew that like, I mean, it sounds silly, but like, I really liked these pajama bottoms that they were selling at the event. I was like, I'm getting myself some pajama bottoms. I also wanted a sheet for the bed, which I did not, was not able to buy. And then my kids turned around and won some for me. So lucky me. So anyway, savoring needs to be a part of your big event plans. So that uh, that's my specialty recap. And I hope that out of it, you've got some ideas, maybe some lessons learned, some things that you can use, whether you use them at a big event or you just use them at your next weekend trial. Um, I think everybody should be savoring, for instance, right? Every time you come home from a trial on Sunday, you should be thinking about what went right, uh, what you want to work on, uh, what were the great surprises, what would you change, and just really sit in that car ride home with what you really are grateful for. And I am thankful that I have a lot to be grateful for this week. So with that, that wraps up this week's podcast. And like I said, I hope something today serves you well and have a great week with your dog. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.